Good day, good day, good morning, good evening, whenever it is that you're listening to our buttery beautiful voices. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Straight Love Podcast. I'm your co-host DP, which stands for Derek Paulson, and with me as always is Jiminy the Cricket, aka J- actually, you know what I found out recently is that Jim is actually short for Jimothy. Hmm, go figure. Are you sure? That's not the case? I don't think so. Oh, God, did I make that up too? Man, it's these... What can I tell you, man? It's these uh, It's these notes Notes that I always get from Elroy, the guy... I don't know if <laughs> we should probably fire him. Yeah. If he existed. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for <laughs> tuning in once again. Uh, we, we like to start off every podcast by asking you to head over to Instagram and give us a follow if you haven't already done so. So it's straight.love. That's S-T-R, the number eight, dot love. Uh, head on over to Apple and give us a rating. Why don't you? Five stars. We'd like five. We'd like five. But you know are what? we going to command you to put five? I mean, yes. But at the same time, you know, any, any kind of feedback, any kind of comments, anything that you'd like to share with us, uh, do head on over there and, and, uh, and give us a rating because it really does help us out a whole lot. And uh, let your coworkers know. Let your friends know. If this is really something you enjoy listening to, if it's something that you've, uh, you know, gained some sort of insight from, if it's something that has, if we've made you smile, if we've even, if, if, if we've dropped a little bit more love into your heart, uh, why not spread the word? and uh, let everybody know uh, how much you love straight love because God knows we love you. Just as an update, I just checked. I haven't checked this thing before. We've got six ratings, oh. and we're batting a 1,000. We're 5.0. 5.0. Well, there you have it. So I, It's I, a start. It is a start. I mean, those six people, that probably five of them are my mom. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Mrs. Paulson. Yeah. Mrs. <laughs> P. But you know that. Hey, man, that's great news. That's yeah, great news. Only, hey, the only time you start at feel. the top is when you're digging a hole. Truth. Uh, speaking of shout-outs, shout-out to my buddy Zach. I actually ran into him downtown Winnipeg. I was walking through the Portage Place Mall going down one of the um, uh, stairwells there. And uh, when I'm walking home from work, I've got my headphones in, I've got my earmuffs on, and I'm uh, getting ready to kind of tackle the mean streets of Winnipeg. And I thought I heard somebody yelling, but it is downtown Winnipeg, and downtown Winnipeg is the kind of place that crazy people go to yell about shit. So it doesn't always, I don't always turn my head when I hear somebody yelling. And um, but this guy persisted too, and I turned around, and it was my friend Zach, it was a guy that I used to do uh, CrossFit with a number of years ago, and he said, uh, "Hey man, I just wanted to let you know I've been listening to the podcast. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Keep on doing it." So, uh, Zach, I got to tell you, man, you just lit up my whole world because uh, I was walking home just a whistling Dixie after that. It put a big old smile on my face. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate all of, our li- all of our listeners, of course, but uh, anytime that somebody reaches out and gives us a compliment, it does make our it, it does give us uh, the warm and fuzzies. So, shout out to Zach and uh, shout out to you, Jim. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, man. Thank you very much. All right. So, uh, we're going to start off uh, like we usually do by uh, answering one of our fan questions. And uh, we do have another one here, and it's in in reference to the last episode that we did, which was in regards to addiction, and specifically addiction to toxic relationships. And if you haven't checked out that episode, I highly recommend it. Jim and I actually learned a whole lot while we were on that episode, because we had kind of broken down a lot of really good information that we found out there in the ether world. And uh, it certainly did increase my um my knowledge in regards to to those kinds of things i certainly didn't think that this is something that you could be addicted to uh, that being a toxic relationship but turns out you can't so uh, check out that episode 
This particular question comes from a lovely lady by the name of Ballista Style uh, on Instagram. I happen to know her uh, incredibly well. She is, uh, she's got uh, an incredible style sense and she lights up with my world with uh, smiles, laughter and love on a regular basis. So she says the following here. Hey guys, love the podcast. Wanted to ask you a question. What if your relationship started toxic but got better? I think a lot of people hold on to them because they have hope and see good in that person. How do you know when it's time to throw in the towel? Then she goes on to say, obviously, if it started to get abusive, so meaning, you know, if it's abusive, you know, that would be a good kind of a red flag. But what if it's all mental? So this is a really interesting question. And uh, I think that it's, it's difficult to give somebody advice sometimes who's kind of in the eye of the hurricane, so to speak, right? And maybe they don't realize the toxicity of their relationship because it's not very obvious. Like Bell said here, it's not abusive. You're not looking in the mirror every day with a, with a broken face, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I think that, you know, when she says not physical, but it's mental, that doesn't even necessarily mean that this person is being, uh, they're not, maybe they're not necessarily insulting you on a regular basis. They, they maybe they're treating you poorly in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, people can play mental warfare on each other. There, there's a lot of people nowadays that certainly aren't averse to playing mind games, but it's it's hard to know, like, because it's so gradual. And, and I'm going to use the example, and I don't know if this is actually true or not, but I hear it all the time of the frog. And when you put it in a pot of boiling water, if the water's already boiling and you throw it in there, it's going to jump out right away. But if you leave it in mm-hmm. a, a pot of water that's, you know, cold or lukewarm and you gradually heat it up, eventually the frog is just going to die because it doesn't notice the fact that it's becoming hot and mm. to the point where I actually do think that that's bullshit. If we had a producer here, they could look it up. It is kind of a good analogy, though, and I think it does kind of uh, tie back to what uh, to Bell's question here. What what would you say to that, Jim? Like how like what what are some of the the red flags when it comes to really hoping that that something is going to get better? Really hoping that something you you do see some good in somebody and you believe that things are going to get better but at what point are you just kind of fooling yourself the first thing that i thought about that in speaking with the mental aspect of things is i think a part of it in making progress towards the situation and if in fact it is a challenging situation is that abuse can for a very very long time much longer than we've been around you know, abuse fell into literally it was like physical abuse, right? Yes. And then it broadened itself because people became more educated and more aware and there's emotional abuse and mental abuse and all sorts of different things. And I think it's even getting more broad, which is which is a good thing. Um, I say that kind of a little bit hesitantly, but the thing is, is abuse mentally, verbally, emotionally doesn't just need to be someone cursing at you calling you names putting you down berating you like you said mental warfare that could be passive aggressive behavior 100 percent on a regular basis neglect that could just be you're not even saying anything that's offensive directly exactly yeah Yeah. but you're just really bringing someone down and it's the I, i love the analogy that you just gave about the frog and getting acclimated to the heating up of the water it's just the next thing you know you don't realize that that's what you're in true because it just it's kind of like a natural unfortunate progression into this sort of mental um abuse how do you know if there's actually something there or if you're just hanging on to nothing you know i'm I'm gonna hop in there because i think that 
a, a really good indicator is, okay, so who is this person beyond who they are to you, okay? What is their relationship like with their family? How do they treat their mother? How do they treat a waitress? Do they have a, do they have a strong uh, social, uh, do they have strong social ties? A really good group of friends. Not just do they have friends, what's the quality of their friends? Where do they work? Are they someone who's punctual, who cares about their work? Are they somebody who is just an all-around decent human being? Do they volunteer? What What's their judge of character? You know, like who who is this person beyond who you think they are because we had talked about before with toxic relationships how you're in love with the fantasy of who that person is not necessarily what that person really is like and here's the thing though too when it comes to romantic relationships which are different than every other relationship out there, like they yeah. hold their own candle is that triggers that occur in romantic relationships will not occur in any other relationships mm-hmm. and so while all those examples that you gave those character traits personality traits are very valid and very um relevant i still would say there's another layer to it that being what's happening with this person in this romantic relationship why is that why is that behavior occurring is Mm -hmm. there more something deeper rooted with that person right that just comes to light because of the connection of being in a partner relationship right i mean i don't think in there's many instances I would believe that you know people wouldn't treat their best friend the way they treat their partner and I and unfortunately I mean that in a negative way well why is that yeah I agree with you and there's I just think there's more to it it's it's a tough question to answer but I think it's um I don't know it's a tough one is the person taking into consideration is is the person open to hearing yeah that great. they're not great okay point. you right. know yeah um, are they are they are they accepting the fact that you're saying, hey, you know what, you're hurting me by doing X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. You know, communication is probably a, a, an issue. This is how we can improve on these kinds of things. Are they dismissive of those things? Do they acknowledge them? Do they get help? Do they want to get help? Do they look for getting help? Like, if, if they're looking to better themselves in some way, and I'm not just talking about making empty promises because talk is cheap, you know? Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. If you can see somebody making tangible changes to improve mm-hmm. themselves. I would say that, 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 that that's a relationship that you can fight for if you believe in your heart that, it's, that, that, that this could be something mm-hmm. true and good. But if they're just giving you lip service, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but at some point you got to say, look, all I see here is a bunch of fucking words. I don't see you backing this up at all. I got to bounce because at some point you're going to have to throw in the towel. I, I will say that I think that there's a lot of people that throw in the towel a little too soon and a little too easy these days. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. No, you, you know in your heart when it's worth fighting for, I think. And, uh, you know, give it your best shot if you think it's worth it. But the person needs to prove it to you beyond words. Yeah, and even, even to that, the littlest actions, the littlest steps are something. Agreed. Are something. And they should be celebrated as well. Yep. You they know? should be acknowledged and made uh, aware of and, and even, you know, expressed. As much as it might seem counterintuitive or shitty when someone does like the littlest kind of thing that is, should be, should just be second nature or not tough to do, but it's just not something that a person would do. And you maybe kind of feel slimy because 
you're rewarding for lack of a better way to put it the person who's done that mm -hmm. sometimes that's what it takes like sometimes people can feel really uncomfortable with certain behaviors yeah and those could be great those could be very positive good behaviors but for whatever reason people feel uncomfortable about it yeah like i mean i know lots of dudes that still uh, and i shouldn't act surprised because i'm being a little judgmental about it but i know lots of dudes that are still like uncomfortable to hug another guy yeah 2020 100 man 100 percent yeah, you know, that's just kind of that's where they're at. True, true. Well, thank I. I don't know. I, f I feel like we kind of tackled that in a pretty decent way. Thank yeah. you so much for writing in that question, Bill. Um, and it's customary around here on the Straight Love Cod, uh, Podcast. Don't, don't. Jim will no. be. No, we're not doing that anymore. No, eh? no. Man, you never back yourself up in your promises. You know <laughs> that. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so you get nothing uh, when you write into our podcast here and we read your, <laughs> your comments on the end. <laughs> uh, if anything, you, 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 you've brought a smile to our faces, so um, you know we appreciate that. You know, actually, while we're on the topic here of toxic relationship, one of the things that we brought up last time, which was really important, is how, uh, how important a, a support system is. And one of the things that I think gets, uh, that doesn't get talked about is the people that are in those support systems and what it's like for them because there are people that they've got incredibly close friendships they love their friends so much they're always there for their friends no matter what and that's good you know you, you want to have a friend that's like that that you can rely on but i think that as far as toxic relationships are concerned those also transfer into friendships as well mm -hmm. right so i mean if you have a friend that's constantly leaning on you and it's been like that for x amount of months years even kind of thing i think that the support group people need to be able to say to themselves okay at what point do i get my friend back you know like all i am right now is is a support system and i don't feel as though i, I feel like the friendship is kind of lost to a certain degree so you kind of have to remind yourself that you need to take care of yourself as well mm -hmm. right and I don't want to call, and I certainly wouldn't put that on the same level as, as a toxic relationship uh, no. that's romantic or, 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 or lovingly involved. But there, 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 does, there does need to come a point where you say to yourself, okay, look, I love you. I'm sorry. But obviously, this isn't getting any better. So what do we do about this? Is yeah. there another route that we need to go down? Because I can't keep on being the one that's at a 10 when you're at a 2 all the time kind mm -hmm. of thing. You know what I mean? I've had this experience before as well, where the person, the friend that you're in the relationship with, and I don't know, maybe even I've been this person before, but it's, um, you ever have those situations where it just feels like if you had person A and they were sharing, you know, let's call it whatever, venting, airing, grievance, whatever, person A has something and person B, let's say they have the exact same thing, but for some reason it feels like the energy about person A with it is different, whereas the energy mm. about person B is like they're just sucking you dry. Right, right, right. Just right, like right. vampiring the shit right out of you. Yeah, vampires. And I've I've felt that before, hmm. and I don't know what that is. I can't. Maybe that's what you're kind of part of what you're speaking about. You know, that reminded me of a, of a story that you told me before, and I, I don't know if this was a coworker or a friend of yours or something like that, but uh, you would I, you told me about a specific instance where you guys were out having lunch or having coffee or something, and he was just bitching nonstop, like negative, 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 he, you know, complaining about his wife, complaining about his kids, about his dog, about his daughter, you know, the list goes on and on. Sure. And, it, and it, 
I'm, I'm sure this wasn't the first time that this happened. And you told me that you turned to him, you put your hand on his shoulder, and you said, hey, man, tell me something positive. Hmm. And what, what a great way to bring awareness into that moment. Yeah. Because I think that the people sometimes that get looped up into that negativity are completely unaware of the fact that they're being such a downer, you know, because they're so used to it. It's, 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 it's like they're just talking. They don't need, they're not even, they don't have the awareness to know that they're being negative. It's yeah. like, here's just me speaking about my day. Yeah. And they don't even know that every word out of this, out of their, out of their mouth is just crumminess. Yeah. Know? That's a great point because there is a difference between, as you're saying, I'm just saying these words with no intent to achieve anything from them. Exactly. Whereas I'm going to say these words and I'm, I'm going to lift the weight off of my chest or I'm going to maybe I'm going to be more aware of what I'm saying and maybe it will trigger something or I, I get, I get what you're saying with that. I like that. Awareness is key, man. Yeah. No shit. Eh? You know, speaking of awareness and I'm going to be very honest with, uh, with the listeners out there right now. Um, I've had a rough couple of days. Things have not gone, uh, super well for me. And I know that it's all because of the guy in the mirror. This is in relation to some poor choices that I made, putting things into my body that I shouldn't have been, whether that was drinking too much or eating too much. What I've noticed about myself is that once I've made some poor decisions, I justify more poor decisions by telling myself, hey, you know what? I've already gone down this road. I might as well just keep on going. You know, so if it's like, hey, I've had four glasses of wine and eaten an entire pizza, I've already fucked up this day. So I might as well go ahead and open up that, you know, bucket of ice cream and just start scarfing this stuff down my throat hole. Right. Even though I know better, even though I know I'm just one good decision away from turning everything around, I still have this saboteur, as my good friend Keith McPherson calls it, the saboteur in the back of my mind that's talking to me and saying, you know, you've already fucked up. Hmm. You might as well just keep on fucking up, Mm -hmm. you know? And that can turn into all of a sudden you wake up the next morning and you've got leftover pizza. So guess what you're having for breakfast? And, you know, I might as well go out and make more poor decisions with what I'm putting into my body. And I woke up, I don't know if it was Sunday, Monday. Well, this kind of went into, into Monday, but Sunday morning I woke up and I felt like absolute garbage. And, it, it, it was like that throughout the day. And I could tell that not only was I physically ill, but like mentally, I was just completely broken down. And it was all because of the fuel that I was putting into my body. And the fuel was all junk. So surprise, surprise, everything was junk. My my thought process was junk. My The way that I felt was junk. Everything around me was junky. You know, like the way that I was looking at things, the way that I was thinking about my life, that I was thinking about everything. And even though... Now it's been a couple of days and I've been able to flush out my system and get myself back on the right track. And I can see, you know, of course, like my life is pretty wonderful, but because of the poor decisions that I made and that fuel that I was putting into myself, the motor was, was, you know, was breaking down and the body was just kind of like, I just, it's, it's, I think it's just so important that again, going back to that self-awareness and just being able to know that, Hey, you know what? The reason that I feel this way is because of me and it's because of what I've done to myself. I turned it around by, of course, you know, exercising, by putting good food into my body, by making the conscious decisions, by getting back to my routines of meditation and telling myself positive things and my mantras and all that kind of thing. And it's only been a couple of days, but I feel fantastic now. Uh, And I mean, it's all in retrospect is to say, okay, well, you know, that was just a bad, it was just a bad spot that I'm in. But to know that the next time I'm a decision away from just being like, this can stop right now. 
you know, at the drop of a hat, I can put that ice cream away. I can put that next glass of wine away. It can stop now. It, 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 it doesn't have to be, I've already made these bad decisions. It's okay to keep on. I've already ruined it. I'll just keep on fucking it up even more because it doesn't matter. But it does matter. It 100% does matter. I think that happens to a lot of people. That exact mentality, right? And oh, it's totally. Even, it, even, it makes me even think of people that, new, that do New Year's resolutions. Yeah. You're setting some kind of a marker point about right. when you want to start doing something yeah. or stop doing something. Mm-hmm. When you want to stop not exercising and start exercising. And in reality, I mean, I know the mental challenge of it is a lot more uh, lofty than, you know, than just saying, go ahead and do it, like step up and just do it. But really, you, you can poison yourself for half a day. And if you have the willpower, you can say, I'm stopping this right now. Yes. And I'm changing how it's looking. Yes. For the rest of the day. Of course. But for sure, often it's people are like i'm this far in i'm writing the whole thing off exactly i'm writing off yeah not even just this evening but this whole weekend you know sure yeah what's interesting as well is that monday i don't know if you knew this but it was blue monday do you know what that is i have no idea it's apparently and 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 you know this isn't uh, by any means factual but it's apparently the saddest day of the entire year is 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 january 20 whatever the, the third monday i think it is in january Why? uh the thought process is is that it's about that time that people uh, uh, fuck up their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> it's about that time that the credit card statement comes through oh, from yeah, the holiday shit, season. Right. Didn't think uh, that. You know, weather for the most part, depending on where you live, is probably yeah. pretty garbagey. So it's just it's 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 Blue Monday, man. It's the saddest <laughs> day of the year. So coincidentally, it happened. You know, it it had, it had nothing to do with me as far as those other things. It was because of, of the poor choices that I made. It had nothing to do with resolutions or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was sad as fucking Blue Monday. Let me tell you. It was a bad Monday. Yeah, that's a rough one. It is. It is. But you know what? Like I said, you're, everybody's always one decision away. So keep try and keep that in mind. And if you can stay consistent, holy smokes. I've got it written behind me on my whiteboard here. Consistency really is everything. It's true. You do. Yeah. I'm looking at it. If you can stay consistent with something, and I know how difficult it can be sometimes when you don't see progress maybe the way that you want like we're we live in a society now where we're so addicted to instant gratification especially when it comes to social media i post something i get likes i get loves it you know i get those those small releases of dopamine every time that it happens and you're not going to look better after one workout and you're not going to feel better after you've stopped drinking for for one day or two days but if you can stay consistent i'm telling you right now you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like oh shit I can feel like this and I can look like this and it might be months and it might, you know, into the future years, whatever it is, but like find something that works and stick to it. And I know that it's, that it's, that it's just words, but I'm telling you right now, it's consistency is, is just, it's so key. It's so money, man. Well, and it's also realizing and, and acknowledging and being aware of how connected everything is to your own personal self, right? Boom. And 100%, I mean, garbage in, garbage out. And that applies to the food, alcohol, whatever it might be, those types of things. But the the breadth of what you do in your life has such an impact on how you feel in yeah. every facet. And it's 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 really true. I mean, we've all heard that thing, you know, where you, when you look good, you feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yet, that seems like a really hard challenge to do. I know, for example, I get a little bit of fun poked at me because I'm a pretty tidy guy, right? That's not the only reason that people make fun of you. No, I didn't say it was the only one. I said it's, yeah, it's just, it's another episode um, with, yeah, with the mics off. 
Um, but people kind of will say, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it makes them uncomfortable or intimidated. I, I don't know exactly why, but I'm a, I'm a tidy person, right? Like I, I use my truck to drive around places. It's not full of garbage and no. wrappers and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And my home is kind of, everything sort of has a place and that's where it goes. And I'm not necessarily saying everything goes in that spot immediately, but I mean, it doesn't really keep things together but it's it brings an energy that impacts my physical being oh i agree man it improves my life yeah it's just in my opinion it's just a higher energy i mean i had read whenever it was it was too long ago for me to quote this accurately but just like how many photographs our eyes take in a day and whether we know it or not or conscious of it or not but it's processing all that shit Mm. You know, and the fact of it is if you're somewhere that is chaotic, chaotic, yeah, you're going to be processing chaos in your brain. Oh, fuck, man. I, I could not agree with you more. I mean, look around this apartment, right? I mean, it's pretty, it's maybe I need to do a little bit more dusting here and there, but for the most part, everything is, it's in its place. It's clean. It's neat. It's tidy. That's right. Um, and, and I, I need that as well because I'd like to be decluttered, you know, and, yeah. and that doesn't, and that, that impacts my my mental well-being as well and hey look like this, we're not saying that everybody has to do this right i've you know i've walked into some uh, into some chaotic places and people got to sign up and they know it it says bless this mess and it's just like all right cool man if you want if you live in this chaos and you're cool with it and you know you can exist and create and do whatever it is that you need to do in here i'm not going to judge but I, I know that if you live like that and you're cool with it and you dig it that's fine but if you're struggling and yeah. you look at your room and it's a fucking mess on a regular basis. Maybe start with that. Maybe start with cleaning your room, making your bed, doing that kind of stuff, you know? Clean up your world around you and then work on the inside. Or- yeah, and maybe I'm stubborn in my opinion, but I just, I have a hard time not believing that if you can function at a, at a good level in the bless this mess place, I just, I don't know how you wouldn't be at a higher level if shit wasn't everywhere. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, I, I know but- I, sh- I, I, like I said, I'm pretty stubborn and I shouldn't, yeah, maybe it's possible, but hey, I just, I've, I've felt that myself over the last however many years it's been. And that, that goes to, again, you know, my diet, like I rarely consume alcohol anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be active, uh, keep a tidy space. I don't consume crap uh, in terms of like content and entertainment and media. See, you know what, man, I'm going to stop here because that is so key. What what are you what are you absorbing as far as content is concerned? You know, like if you're logging onto Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, and your timeline is filled with garbage, it's going to impact you. It's going to have a a negative impact on your psyche. It just is, especially if it's happening on a regular basis. Clean up your timelines. You know, clean up clean up your timelines the same way that you would clean up your room. If you're following people on Facebook that are constantly posting things that are garbage don't unfriend them just unfollow them they'll yeah. never know yeah. you know yeah. if you're following people on Twitter and it's just non-stop garbage mute them I'm telling you right now it, my Twitter timeline now is a beautiful place hmm. I it never used to be I used to hate Twitter I no, couldn't I, stand I remember. it I was just like this is just where people this is this is it, the whole thing is a fucking dumpster fire until I cleaned it up I, I, I made a conscious decision of this person can go away this person can go away don't need to hear this anymore it's nothing but confrontation because it's so easy to get looped into you know you see what people are tweeting and nobody ever have a, has a conversation on Twitter that ends with you know what you've made some solid points and you've totally changed my mind no it's usually fuck you fuck your mom fuck your dog fuck your dad it, 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 it never ends well kind of thing so it's just like I would get looped I would just get so 
you know, completely, I would immerse myself in this garbage, log off of Twitter, and not feel great about things. Yeah, I remember huh, you telling how me about, about that. that. Yeah. And you'd fall down the rabbit hole and just... 100%. Not the case anymore. Now That's I'm following great. people that are inspirational, that are posting things that are helpful, not like as far as, you know, different ways to, you name it, you know, better ways to work out, better ways to eat, better ways to increase your, to, to grow your business, whatever it is. It's yeah. all positive and it's people that are helping each other. And that there's a side of Twitter that, guess what, that exists. Yeah. You just got to find it. And it's up to you to be able to figure that out. Yeah. And it's not the, it's not the junk and everyone knows what the junk is. It's Everybody just, knows. Yeah. It's, you know, we were speaking about this earlier a little bit. It's the connection. It's that energy connection. And it goes, it's your, it's your mind, it's your body, it's your soul. It's everything is working together. It's not, these aren't separate sort of branches of your tree. Like they are, warm. they're one tree. That branch isn't doing its own thing laying on the floor oh, by itself. That's a great, I dig that analogy, dude. You know, yeah. and, and when you have all of these things that you're absorbing that are permeating you, it's going to impact everything. Agreed. It just really is. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Well, I mean, and that kind of, you know, leads us into this article that I got in front of me here. This one is from Chopra.com. And uh, Jimmy did a little bit of research and he found this article that's entitled Mind-Body Connection, Understanding the Psycho-Emotional Roots of Disease. So before we kind of hop into this here, what this goes into is exactly kind of what we've been talking about is how nothing operates by itself. Everything is intertwined. Everything kind of... You know, when we're talking about mental, spiritual, physical, why do you think that, you know, some of the top athletes in the world have mental coaches, you Mm -hmm. know, like people that are really training them on how to train their brain kind of thing. There was this, I can't remember what her name was. I used to watch the CrossFit games a lot and I watched, uh, I watched a documentary of, of, of a woman who won, oh geez, I can't remember what her name is. She's from England and she's just a complete and total beast. And her first year making it to the finals in the competition like physically she could do everything that every other uh, every other woman can do but they would interview her after certain heats and you could tell she was just she she was very vocal about how in awe she was of the other people and like oh you know i'm just surprised that i did so well and i didn't think i was ever going to meet fill in the blank uh, uh, alicia or whatever you know because she's so much stronger than i am like she had already told herself all these stories about how she was going to do well, but she was never going to be the best because there was these all, all these other... She believed that. Physically, she was as good, but mentally, she wasn't there. But it was either uh, a year after the, the next year, the year after that, where she actually ended up winning the competition. That's because she brought in some sort of a coach to say to her, oh, yeah. look, like, you need to figure this out because if, if you get your mind right, then you're, you're going to... Then you go straight to the top kind of thing. Yeah. It's not enough anymore in today's day and age. It's not enough anymore because of how much of everything there is in the world available especially where we live in the world of content of availability of opinion of negativity and positivity it's not enough to just focus on one aspect of your whole whether that's your physical being like you said you could be the strongest person in the entire world but there's some degree of if you don't have mental strength that that winner mentality it'll sink you 100 percent. and you can't just have mental strength because if you need to do something physical and even you can't mentally be physically active okay how about this though what what about a guy who all he does is work in a lab all day and uh 
going to the gym. Well, you know what? I, th there's probably still some benefit there, right? You know, to, to, to working yourself out. I'm sure you could bring a doctor in here and he'll tell you, look, man, I'm, I'm hitting the books every night, but I'm also hitting the gym because the, the, the more that I keep myself in shape, the more that I feel like I'm able to easier absorb whatever it is, whatever Everyth content it is. Yeah, for sure. Day, everything, right? everything works in, in concert with your whole, like it's just, you know, as part of this article or maybe been another one that I read, uh, you know, it was long believed that really the physical self operated as it kind of was like a standalone system, you know, mm -hmm. and something goes wrong in it. Then you take this pill yeah. or you rehab this. And it hasn't been that long. I mean, it's been long enough that there's a lot of good information and, and valid information, but linking up the, your energy well-being, your mental well-being, your body well-being, and how they're all interconnected and how they're all tied together. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about the spiritual well-being. I mean, and the spiritual, God. yeah, sorry. Like, like that's you, even the, you know, that's huge. That's like a I, big part of it. I'm just, I'm a huge, I'm an advocate for prayer, you know, and I don't care which God you pray to or who you pray to, but, you know, if, if, you're, if you're praying every morning and, uh, you know, you're, you're praying for whatever it is, and I'm not talking about treating God like he's a genie in a bottle and it's like, oh, you know, I, I really want a Porsche 911. No, if, if you're praying for, make sure that your prayers are intentional in a way that is going to improve your own life but the, the the lives of others pray about things that you want to happen and, and just to bring some good into your life and over time your life is going to change i just believe that and i and i felt that too when i when i sort of get on a good routine and it ebbs and flows but i get on a routine of taking those few minutes in the morning mm -hmm. and i'll you know i'll breathe and i'll feel my my breath and that energy and filling it up with me and uh and engaging in prayer yeah it's just it provides you're just at a higher vibration oh, you're dude. at a higher energy level you're and it's, so centered right and it does affect your physical being a hundred percent there's just no dispute about that in my opinion and even guys like dr joe dispenza they he's doing a lot of actual scientific research measurable research that corroborates that and supports it unequivocally yeah yeah no, i believe it i believe it i i just think that now, as far as like starting off your day and, and, you know, like you said, it's, it's just a couple of minutes and, and you can spare a couple of minutes. I know you, it may not feel like it's doing anything because again, you're not seeing that immediate reaction, that immediate gratification that'll come with time. It'll come with practice. Uh, I think that we talked about this before, you know, Michael Jordan didn't get to be one of the best basketball players in the world because he shot baskets once a week kind of thing. You know, he was practicing every single day. And the same thing goes for meditation and the same thing goes for manifestation. So consistency is everything. If there's one thing that you can take away from this podcast, it's going to be that. Write it down someplace and remind yourself of it because your life will change. So going into this, um, into this article now. So again, this is from Chopra.com. This is the Chopra Center. So mind-body connection, understanding the psycho-emotional roots of disease. For centuries, healers have pondered the connection between mental and physical health. In recent years, science, science has begun to recognize the powerful connections through which emotional, spiritual, and behavioral factors can directly affect health outcomes. As research in the field of mind-body medicine is finding, emotions and thought patterns can contribute to imbalances within the body, and therapies like hypnosis, visual imagery, meditation, yoga, and biofeedback are being used to reestablish balance and promote health. So right off the hop there. I mean, there's there's already a lot to unpackage, right? I mean, there isn't just one way that no. you can kind of incorporate these things into your life. We're starting to learn that 
the, the connections are, are a lot stronger than we ever thought that they were before. Absolutely. I mean, I think everyone's, for the most part, heard that idiom of you can worry yourself sick. <laughs> so if you can well, worry hey, yourself man, sick... Why do you think hypochondriacs exist? Well, right? yeah, there you go. Good point. Yeah. If you can worry yourself sick, I only have to believe that you can do the opposite to be healthy. I mean, that, that is factual, though, isn't it? Like, they, they've done these double-blind placebo yeah, tests oh, yeah. where you know people all of a sudden will... They, they, they convince themselves that what they're putting into their body, even though it's like a sugar pill... is supposed to fix them. Yeah. yeah so they're, they're literally thinking themselves better. Yeah, absolutely. God damn, that's so fucking awesome. Dispenza says that you're... you're uh, I can't remember how exactly he puts it, but he basically says how your brain works is... It's the best pharmacy that there is. Huh. The chemicals in your brain are the best pharmacy that there is in existence if you just learn how to use it. Jeez. That's a powerful statement. Yeah, for sure. I dig that. Okay, so it goes on to say, the beliefs you hold about yourself and the world, your emotions, your memories, and your habits all can influence mental and physical health. These connections between what is going on in your mind and heart and what is happening in your body form the psycho-emotional roots of health and disease. Huh. Okay. So, again, you know, it starts off, the beliefs. So the beliefs, your emotions, your memories, and habits, these are all things that we've kind of already touched on in this episode. You know, it's the content that you're consuming. It's that saboteur, that, that negative voice that I've got in the back of my mind when I'm putting garbage into my body that's telling me terrible things. Like, that's what that is. That's 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 like a habit, an emotion, like a, a a mental voice that has nothing to do with the physical, but it's still impacting my physical well-being. Absolutely. I mean, there's we can't always avoid bad news or crummy news, right? Mm-hmm. It's just inevitable as you're living life. And if you think about it, what happens when you get crummy news? Kind of brings you down. Kind of brings your energy level down. Makes you a bit malaise. Maybe you'd earlier had plans that you're gonna go to yoga or you were gonna meditate, but now you have this shitty news and you don't feel so great. So now you're thinking, uh, maybe I don't really want to do that anymore. Yeah, that's right. Now, think of it from shit that you're choosing to consume, that you're going down that bullshit Twitter feed of crap, yep. or you're watching all the crap that's on the news or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It may not necessarily completely dissuade you from going to yoga later or whatever it is, but it's going to bring you down a notch. You know what it's probably going to do is it's probably going to have you telling yourself stories about the people that are in that yoga class because you've, you've just witnessed so much conflict online, on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever it is, you know, people that are going back and forth on a news article on whatever website, that you're going to now think that the people in your yoga class are bad people because you all you've done is witnessed people being awful to each other. So, of course, the people in this class, they're also people. They must also be terrible. Yeah, and I'm sure it probably heightens a trigger as well or any triggers. Oh, God, of course, man. Of yeah. course, because you've already got your mind made up. You're already thinking to yourself, okay, well, this person isn't a good person because all you're doing is exposing yourself to bad people online. So surprise, surprise, I don't like the people that I'm around. Huh, how about that? This is great here what it says. The the mind-body connection happens on both a physical and a chemical level. The brain is the hardware that allows you to experience mental states that are labeled the mind, Mm -hmm. in quotations. This concept of the mind encompasses mental states including thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, and emotions. 
Different mental states can positively or negatively affect biological functioning. This occurs since the nervous, endocrine, and immune systems share a common chemical language, which allows constant communication between the mind and body through messengers like hormones and neurotransmitters. Damn. So this is actually a lot of what Dr. Joe Dispenza speaks about. He goes into this, um, into his research and his findings about how your mind is... Your mind is the one that's running the show, but eventually what ends up happening is the link between the mind and the physical reaction uh, and response becomes so ingrained with each other that it gets to the point that when you want to change your thoughts, when you want to change your mind, because let's say these, these things that you've been sort of become hardwired into, they are not the greatest, they're kind of negative. You want to change your life, you want to change the way your mind's working, the way your mind is thinking. Now what happens is when it releases those different reactions and chemicals and synapses and all that kind of stuff, your body feels that it's different and your body says, no fucking way. This is weird. We're not doing this. We don't know how to do this. You feel, even though you think you should feel better because you're trying to create better thoughts, your body feels off and weird and it fights you back. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. And it fights you back and it, pushes you back into that same pattern huh yeah and this is what it's sort of speaking to right yeah, like it's speaking yeah. to this link between the mind and the body yeah, shout in, out a, to, in a very real way yeah 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 well shout out to joe Dispenza if he's listening you know yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know do you want to skip ahead to the impact of vibration no you know what keep going keep going this is good i'm enjoying listening to you speak here yeah, we can go into this one. It says the impact of vibration. Thoughts and emotions also carry vibrations that impact your biochemical, cellular, and overall physiological state. At a physical level, the body is made up of atoms and water, which are in a constant state of motion. The type of movement or frequency at which atoms within a cell vibrate creates a form of wave energy that influences their structure and function. Makes me think of uh, when there's a full moon out. And people kind of say that, you know, when the full moon out, when the, when there's a full moon out, all the crazies come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's because, I'm saying this a little tongue-in-cheek, but uh, body is made up of 75% water, right? Is that okay? Yeah. I think it's roughly like Sure, yeah, no, I've heard that before. Full moon, more gravitational pull. If it's a full moon or a new moon, I don't know, whatever. Same thing that happens with the tides, right? Right, 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 Which right. Which is water. Yeah. So it's kind of neat to think. I'm not saying it's for sure true. I'm not saying anyone's ever done it, but it's kind of neat to think that that could actually impact people because of what it's saying here, this movement of atoms. And I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, it's an interesting way to kind of think about it, it. It's one way of looking at it, and I mean, it's, it, it does, it resonates, right? So, I mean, I dig that, man. Okay, so science demonstrates that thoughts, words, and feelings can change the crystal structure of water and cells which can change their function. Oh, my God. Positive, kind, and inspiring thoughts and emotions vibrate in harmony with your cells since they share a similar frequency that allows them to function optimally. In fact, one study has found that the type of vibrations or energy patterns that are carried by certain words and intentions are able to cause physical changes in DNA structure, which affect how the genetic code is translated to make different proteins that become the building blocks of your body. Dude, this is blowing my mind. Like, I can't believe that this is... So the, the first part of it that you'd read there, the, uh, the science demonstrates that thoughts, words, and feelings can change, change the crystal structure of water and cells. So that's the, that goes back to the experiment, and I have to look up the guy's name. It's a Japanese doctor. His name is Dr. Masuri Emoto. And what he had done is he played 
classical music through water and he played many people have heard about this one i can see the reaction yeah, it's, it's, it sounds familiar yeah. and then he played like death metal through right. water and then he froze them and the the frozen water of the classical music was like these beautiful <laughs> crystalline patterns and like snowflakes and stuff and the the death metal music water was just like jagged, jagged just yeah. the worst kind of ah wow okay do you want to uh why don't you skip to the body feels emotion because this this i'm already reading ahead here and this sounds this sounds really good emotions like anger fear guilt anxiety sadness resentment jealousy depression and stress can manifest within the body and contribute to imbalance and disease there you go so thinking yourself sick or yourself you know, sick yeah, yeah especially if you're, you know that negative voice is always there for example, you are likely already familiar with the way that fear can contribute to dig- digestive upset or how tension can lead to headaches. Yeah, there oh, you go. Yeah, stress, like, yeah. yeah. Surprise, surprise, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. When you experience emotional states like sadness, joy, or anger, physiological sensations occur in different areas of your body. Scientists have created maps of emotions showing areas of the body that are activated when study participants experience different emotions. Hmm. Well, that goes back to that book that I read before, and I've got it behind me here, Power Versus Force. By David R. Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's something that Alex has up in his uh, in his meditation studio when he talks about the different levels that people are at as far as oh, yeah, you know, right, joy right. and enlightenment. Yeah. And people are people think that the opposite of love is hate, but what's the the real opposite of love is fear, right? So when you're operating in a place of fear, it's 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 you're 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 vibrating lower than even hate, and I'm, that might sound weird, but if you really think about it, it makes a lot of sense because fear is weakness. You know, there, while, while there, there could still be a strength involved with hate, but there's no strength in fear. There's maybe motivation with hate. Okay, that's that might be a better you way know? of putting it. Strength is, yeah, it's probably not the right word, but there's, yeah. There, yeah, there's something underlying there. But th- there's a way to climb out of certain things, like, you know, despair and sadness. I mean, th- there's all different levels. Like, you can kind of progress. There's always a way out of however you're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I, I just really... Th- it just this really speaks to me in terms of how everything works together how you really optimize how you're living your life how you're taking care of yourself how there's all these facets that contribute to it and it's not really hard stuff it's not tough stuff in my opinion i mean there are certainly things whereby you know you can go back to being young and having certain things impressed upon you and hardwired in your brain and they become part of your subconscious and then it influences how you think in your later years and kind of doing the work to reverse that or get yourself out of that but a lot of this stuff is it's not that hard it is well you know what man it it's not but it is especially for some people who you know it's not as just it's not as easy as being able to tell yourself certain things when you when you when, when you've been living life a certain way for however long right and yeah. especially to be able to try and do those things by yourself my god like i mean i had the self-awareness to know okay i need to make very small changes in order to get my life back on track but for a lot of other people small changes aren't going to make a difference as quickly as they are for me right well and you know you make a really good point there the way that i sort of view things is you kind of have these uh, whatever call them centers of your being emotional mental spiritual physical and i think to believe that you can advance all of these or progress all of these or evolve all of these at the same time is a recipe for failure hmm. because at any given point you only have a certain 
limited amount of resources, whatever they may be, whether that's time, energy, money, you know, say to put towards you want to take a yoga class, whatever it may be. And yeah. so the way where I'm going with this is when you said, I need to be active in taking these small steps as opposed to feeling overwhelmed of making a big giant leap to correct something. And so to think that you need to address these centers of being all at one time, I think is is a very challenging thing. And maybe that's a, a barrier to people addressing these things and saying, okay, well, I'm going to start exercising. Uh, okay, I'm going to cut out all the crappy shows that I watch on television. Okay, I'm going to start meditating every day. And then the next thing you know, you have this big laundry list of things that you want to do every day that should help you ultimately, but it's just a lot to take on at once. Definitely. Yeah. Well, baby steps, right? Yeah. I mean, Usain Bolt was a baby. Look at him now. I mean, he's the fastest man in the world, but like, think about it. He'd started off just trying to figure out how to walk. Yeah. No, it's true though. Wake up and make your bed every morning. Start there. See what happens. Okay, so we're starting to run out of time here. So I'm just going to go to uh, where it talks about mind, uh, healing mind, body, and spirit. So to avoid the buildup of toxic emotions, you need to remain present and aware. It's kind of been a common theme here, awareness. Paying attention allows you to identify emotions as they arise, process them, and choose how to react. Okay, so that's super important. I really dig yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. One way to effectively express, feel, and get your feelings out is to talk about them. This can be done out loud by speaking with a trusted friend or a therapist or on paper through a journaling practice. Another common theme that comes up in this podcast is journaling. I know it sounds lame. I know it doesn't sound like it's going to do anything. Holy smokes, trust me. It makes a difference, especially if you get into the habit, the habit not hobbit, of doing it every single day. <laughs> consistency. Consistency is everything. Meditation is another valuable mind-body practice for becoming more present and centering the mind. Jim and I can vouch for that. A regular med- meditation practice is a particularly effective way to help the body modulate emotional responses and the accompanying neurochemical patterns that can otherwise flood the body with harmful stress hormones. Other techniques that focus on the in- interaction between the body and mind and behavior include yoga, pranayama, and mindful breathing practices, tai chi, guided imagery, hypnotherapy, biofeedback. So, if you're in Winnipeg, and again, we're plugging Aromonts, mm-hmm. uh, they don't sponsor the podcast in any way, shape, or form. Jim and I have just found a lot of help there, a lot mm-hmm. of good people there. Alex is a teacher that you can believe in. So if you're ever th- thinking about starting up a meditation practice, especially if that was a, a resolution of yours that you never got around to, uh, Aromonts is a great place to start. And, um, you know, again, it, it, it can help you get centered. It can help you uh, become present. It's, it's becoming a lot more mainstream and because it's becoming a lot more mainstream, there's a lot more options out there. And I know that it's hard to find, it's it's hard to wade through certain things and figure out what's real and what's not. Aramance is real. It's it, it that's just how I what I believe in my heart. So, As do I. Yeah. So if you're if if you're looking for help and you don't think a therapist is the way to go, and maybe you don't have a strong support system with people that you can speak with, try try going inward. And uh, mm-hmm. you know. Journaling is always going to be an option, but if you want to help beyond that and you're not crazy about taking a yoga class because you don't like the way that um, you don't feel comfortable necessarily doing it when you got people that are, you know, bending themselves in half like uh, circus gymnasts and that kind of thing, you know, Aramats is a very safe place. It's a zero judgment zone. Like it really, really, really is. And uh, it certainly helped me a great deal. I think the biggest takeaway here 
in my opinion, for me, would be to not discount the the connection amongst all these things. To not discount oh, yeah. the impact that in consuming shitty media. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to have the the most pristine diet every day of the week, but just realize that that stuff does impact you. Like it, 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 does. it adds up. Yeah. And and being sedentary adds up. Yeah. And they all work harmoniously together when they're good. And exactly. And, and tough. Tough thoughts are tough. It's hard to counteract those. But when you're in those circumstances where your mind is kind of overriding your better judgment about things, and again, it's still tough because the mental, you know, dealing with mental things is, in my opinion, one of the most difficult things to deal with. Mm-hmm. But it's getting yourself in a in one of those other areas in a positive place. Yep. Whether it's forcing yourself to go to the gym or forcing yourself to listen to a fun song or an uplifting song. Or you know a good I mean? podcast. Or a great podcast, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Then it's it's doing those things where you're feeling a, a lack in one of them. Where can you find in another one to bring it up? Like if you're not feeling good physically or something, yeah, listen to something uplifting or definitely yeah if you're if your mind isn't feeling great go and exercise you know use one to lift up the other everything is so connected i'm just i'm I'm a huge advocate for meditation i'm a huge advocate for exercise like i really do i i mean i I, for the last two days i've kind of been doing some full body work and i can't tell you how beneficial it's been for my mental well-being and just feeling all in all good about myself um even physically you know sleeping better it's all connected and I know that everybody wants to get into the best shape of their lives and they all want to start going to the gym five days a week because they think that that's going to give you the best results and eventually you'll get there. But don't start there. Baby steps like everything else. Get up in the morning, make your bed, journal, have one less cream in your coffee, have one less sugar in your coffee. I'm I'm telling you right now, it's the tiny changes that are going to add up over time. It's like putting money into a bank account. You're not going to uh, grow your savings by uh, just having $100,000 to throw in there. It's not how it works. I mean, of course, you're going to grow more money with more money, but you start off small and eventually you got more. So if you're going to take away anything from this podcast, like we said, consistency is key and uh, everything is connected. Mind, body, spirit, they really, really are. And um, don't forget to love. Nice. Damn right, man. (laughs) I like that. That was great. You're great, man. I love you a lot. Love you too. You're also great. And we love you, and we think that you're great. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, Once again, straight.love, S-T-R-A.love on Instagram. And uh, head on over and give us a rating on on, uh, iTunes. And without question, send us your questions because, like you know, we read them on the air, and we love to give you your feedback. And uh, we love that you listen, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, so much, so much. Bye-bye.